Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. You're ready for a comeback. And with Purdue Global, you can do more than take classes. You can take charge of your story, of your career, of your life. Earn a degree you can be proud of and get an education employers respect. It's time, your time, not just to go back to school, but to come back and move forward with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. You can rent a car, a house, even that little black party dress. So why not rent the stuff you need for your home too? The place to do it is errands. Choose from thousands of new products from the brands you love, online or in store. Pick a payment plan that fits your budget and pay a little at a time until it's yours forever. But if life changes, you can return it anytime or even upgrade it with something new. Rent what you need. It's better at errands. Approval not guaranteed. Restrictions apply. See store for details. Coming to you live from the Cross Country Mortgage Campus in Berea, Ohio, this is Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Here are your hosts, Bo Bishop and Nathan Zagura. All right, let's do it live from First Energy Stadium. Merely, Bo, the great Z. This will be your homeland relatively yeah. soon. This is it. A little bit of a, a warm-up for the fall. Going to be fun, buddy. Yeah, emphasis on warm. A hot day here at First Energy Stadium. Hot in the booth. We're getting to see him take down goalposts. Some I've never seen other than a, in a, a post-game celebration where a fracas could break out. But sure. It's uh, wrapping up the mini camp. But yeah, this is where it's going to be. I'm, I'm excited to be up here, and uh, I think it's going to be fun. It was a good day out at the stadium. Looked beautiful, and it gave me vibes. It's funny. Like, some people aren't used to ever seeing the stadium like that with football going on. I, unfortunately, during 2020, got a plenty a of lot experience. Of <laughs> I had some flashbacks, PTSD, walking along the front row of the stadium because <laughs> that's where I was. That was the sideline for uh, a couple of oh, years there. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Maybe just one year. Maybe just 2020. 2020. But it was yeah. a long year. That was a long year. Yeah. yeah I, t- I try to block all that in. It's all like Totally. You forget that that's the way that it was. Um, let me ask you a question: Is this um, is this is there no air conditioning in the building? I, I have been wondering that since I arrived here. It's on in the draft room. Oh boy, I can tell you that. 
Well, if someone in there is getting some AC, yeah. it was lovely. Not these kids. No, not I don't us. know that we got a good seal on this window, to be quite honest with you. <laughs> well, it gives you that idea, the fact that I stuck my finger through the seal. <laughs> I mean, we could take those out, but I don't know that's if that's going to make it any – I don't know no. if that makes it better or not. Yeah. We are at a point where what is it is it going to be, by the end of the show, hotter in the booth, or is it going to be – will the opening of the windows give some air to it, even if it's just moving slightly? Oh, my God. In the, in the booth – we're here doing the, the show in the booth, the home radio booth, and we have a couple of monitors here. One is following the U.S. Open. The other is following a Monday night football game from, uh, I don't know, I would say 15 to 20 years ago. The Dennis and Miller. And Dennis Miller shows yes. up on the screen. I forgot that he was even on it. So it's it's Al and Dennis. I don't even remember who the third was. was They've showed Dan, Dan Fouts? Fouts so far. So, so uh, it's those three. That yeah. was it. And clearly, like Miller, I don't even know what happened to Dennis Miller. Is he still around? Like, he was on Monday Night Football. Monday Night Football. And you know what I like about Dennis Miller, and, and this is one of my favorite parts about him, is that nobody liked their own jokes more. Loved them. De- I mean, his delight in his own jokes was great. Like, who you? we all wish that we could be so Look happy at, about oh, our you own just, He just was dying he over his died, own. He, a, oh. he brought a, a Muppet out. He was dying over the execution. <laughs> he loves it. I crushed that joke. He loves it. Oh, What man. era would you say this is? Is this like, what, like? This is going to be this is going to be Favre for sure. Is it Favre's like return to Green Bay? That's what I was wondering. I don't know if Favre's so going to be, be a like, Viking or if he's going to be uh oh, No, so he's still there. 134 consecutive starts at that point. So, so this is like late 90s early 2000s. So this is like 9 years in the league at that point. 8 yeah. Okay. Yeah. So this is like John 01, Randall 2000, Hall of Famer. 2001. Yeah. Could this be who's the Vikings quarterback? Could this be your boy? It's it could be my boy, but it's probably Randall, right? Do you think be a little Could be it's a little Antonio Freeman right there. I would think yeah. this would be, you know, some random ass would be my my guess is who would be in the mix. Here. It does look quite hot out there as the sun continues <laughs> to come out of first energy. But a great day out here, and, and and now mini camps in the books, and now we have summer vacation. And the next time that we see this football team back together, Bo is going to be in about two weeks for the start of camp. Six weeks. Kind of feels like it, six though, doesn't weeks. it? When six. you look at it, you well, start to – Because everything just goes fast. You start to stack it a little bit, and you think about how quickly this is all going to go. Oh, yeah. And you're going to be right back here in, in in no time getting going on this thing. Absolutely. It's six weeks, but that's when the, the real work starts. And I think but prior to that reconvening, we will really know what it is that we're facing this season, how many games uh, we will have our complete team for, at least barring injury, you know, at the outset. And, uh, and and so that's that's what we'll look forward to in the summer. Plus, we got Rory McIlroy trying to save the PGA Tour all by himself, all by himself, all by his lonesome, leading right now four under. So this is you guys want some peanut nice... butter and jelly and Fritos? No, I'm good. Are you eating that right now? I am. Are you going to put the the Fritos on the peanut butter and jelly? Yeah, I don't have time for that. I had to make it. I think uh, you have time. You had to make it. I thought you said that there was some sort of there's lunch a box, box lunch back there. I don't know what's in it. You're not going to roll the dice? You packed your own lunch? Well, I made the- myself a peanut butter and jelly sandwich this morning in the cafeteria. Because oh, in the cafeteria. I was like, I was gonna say, I'm like, like if, if I don't eat again until 3 o'clock. Like you might, think uh, a little lunchbox would have yeah. been amazing. I didn't put my oh, name right, on like the a little, uh With a thermos? Like I didn't, a little thermos I didn't need box. anybody taking it. Like smart, a Ghostbusters smart. or yeah, yeah, yeah. lunchbox? That would have been fantastic. And by the way, it's Dante Culpepper. Robert Smith, Chris Carter, Rana Moss. Called Dante Culpepper's games at Central Florida. Yeah, he was a. Uh, there was a moment there where he was quite effective at throwing the deep ball to Randy, like that one that you just yeah. threw. I have one of my in my you know memorabilia collection. One of my favorite items is actually a uh, 
a Vikings helmet of this era signed by Dante Culpepper and Random Moss. Wow. And then he ends up being kind of the undoing of Saban in Miami. Because they went Culpepper over Breeze. Breeze. That's right. And and that was that was it. That was the end of the road. Did he get hurt or something? Did he hurt his shoulder? A great sports what if he did. By the way, Randy Moss out here just throwing laterals on the he first He just lateraled slant it on game. a slant. Yeah, That's what no happened. Reason. He caught a slant, went for about 17 yards, and then lateraled it. To Chris Carter for apparently no, but he picked up an extra six yards, so I guess that's why. Um, boy, this is fascinating. Good stuff. It is good. Very, stuff. very good stuff. Um, hey, by the way, yeah, the, some new signage. It appears. It appears. Looks yes, good. I like the look of that. Signage, it's very crisp. Some new fonts. So I think people are going to get you know when you get out here, you're going to get to check out First Energy Stadium a little bit. Some new look stuff. I imagine we'll get all of this wrapping will be brand new for the season as well as we get ready for. Uh, the 2022 campaign here for the Cleveland Browns. But it was no, it was good to see it wrap up, and I got a chance to talk with a couple of the players, a couple of the coaches, you know, kind of coming off the field, and then I was just uh, up at the uh, alumni barbecue. And this is a team that has two things that I would say separate it from the teams that I'm used to with the Browns. Taking the talent out of it. I think it's yeah. the most talented roster that we've had top to bottom, obviously, now that you've got Deshaun Watson at quarterback. It has a togetherness, and maybe I'm, I, this is recency bias, but we weren't able to be together in 2020. Yeah, we weren't able to right. really be together in 2021. And so you think about young guys like a Grant Delpit has never known what it was like to be together, sure. offense and defense. Uh, Anthony Walker was saying, you know, this is the first time since 2019, and he was obviously with the, with the Colts in 2019, that the offense and the defense have been able to be together. The whole team's been in the locker room together. Yeah. So – there's a togetherness about it that I think is very impressive. And then this is the part that really separates it. Because we've had teams, I think, you could say 2018 was very together. Well, I was just going to say 2019. 19. That's coming out of 18. Freddie, Baker, oh, all yeah. of that. I mean, that was a tight group. It all unraveled. But it was so, a tight group at this time. So here would be the second part, which would separate it from 20, a quiet confidence. Yeah. This is yeah. a quietly. We were a little chessy. This is a quietly very confident team. Was that the most? Uh, that was so far. We were so you and I were so chesty. Ah, it was so much fun. It was a fun era. I've had people sometimes say, "Oh, what worlds to you?" Listen, dude, that was the most fun you could ever have. Oh my god! Like live in the moment. Like it didn't. We didn't land the plane. It's not like you and I had anything to do with. We it. We weren't the pilots. It wasn't our problem. We weren't piloting it. No. But God, that was fun. We were talking about what a great landing it was going to be. I just loved it. I loved it. Oh, my oh, God. God. You never seen a landing so good. Full doors, hoodies, Full sweatshirts doors. in front of him. Never forget we had the Kings Hoff. Kings in the North. In a, in a Kings of the North. We had, we had the Hoff in a, in a full – all three of us doing the show in the actual Full doors sweatshirts as Full doors walked by. And I believe we have an image of it somewhere that uh, someone took. Definitely. Debbie, I think, has it an exists. image. Of Dorsey looking at us disgusted, including future Hall of Famer Joe Thomas. Completely disgusted. And by the way, if you ever want to lose like 10 pounds in a hurry, just walk oh around. It's like God. your own private sauna. Where, if we were wearing that today, we'd be done. Dust. No, you, there's not enough hydration. Yeah, it'd be like, you know, last night uh, I was in, in my golf league. One of my buddies wasn't even boozing. Heat exhaustion to the hospital. Come vomiting on. Vomiting everywhere. Terrifying. Yeah, vomiting you, you everywhere? You can't mess around. Remember, that's why... Peepaw up there was saying you got to take care of one another. Isn't that right, Gibbe? Telling you, man, the the heat was no joke. That was unbelievable. That happened in your golf league. 
it's hard for me to imagine where you play that there would be someone being pulled off and just in a vomiting mess. I, have a I hard, know. It's hard to imagine. Isn't it? It's I also seen that would be. It's the first time you've ever heard of my Wednesday night golf. It league. also is the first time I've ever heard. That's true. I mean, you know, you're usually reserved with your golfing stories, so I'm guessing that this was – I thought that was just, just another one of those mind things. Before. Little, yeah. little peek behind the curtain of Nathan Zagura. Yeah, there it is. What? There it is. <laughs> a little peek. So, Gibby, how was your golf league last night? How did that go? Well, I played. I came, I saw, there was, I, I could not, like, we got to the tea box, I'm like, I am not drinking a beer. I'll do one at the bar, I'll do oh, a couple no, at the bar, well. but I'm like, I can't do this. So right how now. did you hydrate? I had a couple waters. Yeah. I had a, I had a Gatorade. Have we had any updates on, on your buddy? Is everybody okay? I, th- I think Matuch is better now. I think he's better. We had a little, we had a little run, but. It's no joke. The heat is no joke. Yeah. No. It, it, well, it, it affected the guys who played 18 because we have in, in the league, there's a group that goes out and gets a little early nine in. Yeah. So does they, their first it, nine is, doesn't count? It's like a practice nine? Yeah. They just go out and play for some credits. Maybe. That's a risky thing. You know. Like all, a lot of my buddies like to hit like balls on the range before they hit. And I, I know pros warm up, so it's obviously an absurd thing to say that like you shouldn't warm up. Yeah. But like my state of mind as it relates to golf is like when I step on the first tee, I'm expecting to hit it good, and the only thing that can happen on the range is if I hit some weird shots, and then I'm like, it's like happened. if I step on the range and I hit it good, I'm, my mindset's going to be exactly the same if I don't hit any balls. So there's only to me, so let me negative yeah. to gain on the range. Here's what I would say: this is the big, and this you've just unveiled the biggest difference between a really good player and a really bad player is what you just said right there. Is for you, it is absurd to expect for you to hit it anywhere other than down the middle. For most of us, and it is most of us, for most of us, the reason we go to the range is to hope to find something that will allow us to hit it down the middle, knowing that there, it's not coming naturally, that it's going to take work, and that maybe I can unlock something in grip or stance or thought or something yeah. to make it go straight. So that's the difference. I you got just, that makes sense. You just right now just illustrated the difference. I, I think that makes sense. I also worry, though, about, like, if you go out there, you're already a little nervous, right? You're going to the range to try to find that, and then you don't find it. I just feel like it would send you to the first tee in a complete, like, you're, The odds tizzy. are it's going to go to hell anyway. <laughs> So you, what you hope is that that you can find something to, to warm up a little bit. I think your your honestly your theory is correct that probably no good comes from the range. So even when I used to play a lot and at my best was a bogey golfer, when I did that, I would never. And even when I was playing more a lot more than I have in the last you know five six seven eight years, but even when I was playing a, when I was playing a lot before the kids, I would um, never hit like a, it was always just chipping and putting. Totally, I would never hit yeah. anything full. To make it, to uncork it at all. What in the blue hell is that? Wild turkeys on the golf course. At the Ter- Bo's terrified. <laughs> you got to be kidding me, man. Unbelievable. You know that's a it's an uh, it's an epidemic in the in the Boston area. Turkeys. Oh yeah. 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 They they're they're you know that video that you see every once in a while the turkeys chasing the mailman. Yeah. That's where it is. It's in Massachusetts. Those things run amok. Speaking of turkeys, you got to get themselves a dog. I got to run something by you that I heard earlier today that just made me laugh out loud. So we all know, right, like a family holiday, and in this case, a Thanksgiving, especially if you have, you know, and we're talking extended family. So it would be imagine, you know, your spouse has siblings and they have families and grandparents and everybody. Somebody invariably hosts this event yeah 
And typically, the person who hosts it, it's just the way that it works, is usually the one who is stuck with purchasing all of the items. Yeah. Preparing all the items, serving all the it's items. It's a thankless job. Cleaning everything up. It's a thankless job. And there are times where people will say, hey, let us, you know, what can we bring? And that's mm-hmm. the extent of typically a chip in, which is fine because, you know, down the road, you're going to go to their house sometimes. It's like one of those things. It's going to get reciprocated, right? Yeah. I was on the phone with one of my great friends. I won't name his name because otherwise then it would. No names. Yes. And so they were doing Thanksgiving last year at his wife's brother's house. Okay. Okay. And so you've got you his know, brother-in-law. Brother-in-law. They've got a family. He's got a family. Parents, grandparents, everybody descends in. And I guess people had said, hey, you know, like, and, and this is a very successful person who just bought a very expensive house. Yeah. All of the above. Hey, you know, we'd love to, if we can help out in any way, let us know. Sure. Nice. Very courteous. That is right. It's a cur- It's a nice thing to say. Nice gesture. A great gesture. And usually that means, oh, can you bring a dessert or bring yeah. this or can you go to the store and get us this so we have yeah. whatever. Just something. What? Bring a bottle of wine. Great. Yeah. Couple yeah. even. Why not? At the conclusion of the meal, okay, everybody's had a great time, great meal. They go. They receive a few days later in an email a spreadsheet. Come on. <laughs> itemizing not only the cost of everything that was put out onto the plate, but then assigning value based on the fi- only five people ate pie, for example. They were, those five were responsible for the pie. Oh, like if you ate more turkey than like what's deemed your you would your tur- no way this I, can't be real it is real I and feel it, like I'd have to hear it, this is the most absurd thing I've ever it heard is life. real and it caused like an uproar like yeah this is not how oh, the I'd world be cutting works ties with those family like, members this isn't and if, if you want right if you want to go down this road that's what's going to happen like it's over like the fact that you've done this is already like you're on the highway the only t- chance you have to like get off of this highway is to eject right now and say you know what. This was stupid. I'm a bozo. I'm out. And ultimately, that isn't what ended up happening, but that happened. Like, pie was on there, and only the people who ate pie's pie name was pie? listed. And then so it was essentially, you didn't them go a to a family them. Thanksgiving. You went to a restaurant. Basically, yeah. Sans service charge. That's right. I mean, oh st- my God. I've never heard of such a thing. That's the most absurd thing I've ever heard of in my life. No Insane, way. right? I was like, wait a second. I'm, what? I'm cutting him out. Like, I, I don't hey, need those people in my life. Let me ask, first of all, and let me just say this. There's no way whoever per, the perpetrator was yeah. of the spreadsheet ever recovers. There's no coming back from this. Not you'll fully. never view them the same. Not fully. Never. No never. way. No, you'll never be viewed the same. You'll always be viewed as the guy who did this. You did this. That story will be told to everybody. It will come back on him tenfold negatively. It's the most short-sighted, stupid thing I've ever heard in my life. I mean, that's insane. It's completely insane. My brain almost fell in the back of my head. And look, sometimes you throw these things and they end up being like, they're not, it's not, it, you said it's thankless. You're yes. happy to spend it on a memory that everybody in the family has, right? And you're happy to do the work. Yeah. I love to cook. I'll do the cleaning. It's sure. all fine. But, like, I, it would never occur to no. me, no matter what. Never. To do so. I mean, I just, I, like, I heard the story on the way in today, and I literally, I just almost, I, I was, I, I almost crashed. It's Is quite it, difficult like, to imagine that that was, uh, what I, the what pie I note was the, the pie is unbelievable. The question would, that I would find interesting is, like, is, 
so this is the wife's brother. Uh huh. Does the wife have these tendencies? No. Or no. is okay. So then, no. is this a product of the brother or the spouse that pushed the brother to do this? Because I would want to know. I who think was right to now the late. feeling is on the brother, but they were able to like talk him and be like, "You can't like this can't be." This, it's done. It's, it's too late. I, I agree. It's absolutely. It's like if you have life. somebody in your life that's like a great friend, and you know you get betrayed or you learn something about them like you can still stay friends with them sort but of. it's never going to be what never. it was right and so i think that's i think that's where that spreadsheet has got because he said and like he's a paisan but there were also like miscellaneous groceries on there that if like somebody had like drank like a couple of cokes or whatever like that was on there like it's just like what are they trying <laughs> to work like a, a nickel what's hey, a coke <laughs> well then you ain't getting no coke oh he's losing at the God. track he's losing at the track 50 cents that's unreal <laughs> It's an unbelievable play. I've never heard of anything like it. The family will never be the same. No, no. Right. And they're going to a family of a family events coming up, which I, so that's, I think that's what him? spawned the story. Oh, yeah. It's I just, don't even know how he even looks people in the face. It really is. It's a. It's an unbelievable. It's an unbelievable thing. Yeah, there's. I don't. I've never heard of anything so silly ever. Uh, or source. <laughs> Could or, you imagine? No, I can't. Just, like the thing of the. I think the most stunning part of it, not isn't even the compiling of the spreadsheet. I mean, that's among them. It's huge, but it's then the sending of the spreadsheet. Like, the sending of the spreadsheet, the thinking that you're going to charge people. Well, we've all, like, maybe typed up tweets or texts or things that yeah. we wanted to fire off. Yeah. And then you're like, There's you a, know what? No. Not a good idea. Delete. I think the actual, the sending of it is really a, set, like, I could see somebody for the sport of it running through this and being like, oh, this is how it broke down. Like, if that's just something they just, were into. Just so you know, this is what we spent. Right. But I would, but you don't send it. Like, you show it to the spouse and go, this by the way, a, just so you know, this yeah. is how much and, Thanksgiving And here are the pie eaters. And here's okay. the people. Like, that would be funny <laughs> right. amongst that. The couple. Right. That's yeah, it. Yeah. That's how that would go. All right. <laughs> Not well, to be said. Give we'll me an some... unbelievable angle you're Oh, my God. Right How's now. your foot turning like that? Get what is happening right now? Is he double-jointed? I'm double-jointed. Oh, my God. Okay. So, Gibbe, just to paint the picture for people at home. Oh, hold on. I'm taking Jaquel a picture. Jackson is coming to join us here in just a minute. Well, he might not well, want to see this. He might not want to see this. Hold well, on. I'm trying to get like, The stream just ended. I don't know what's going I'm, on. He's okay. So, Gibbe is standing directly at us. Yes. Okay. If, his if, right leg, is, his left leg, his foot is pointing right at us. His feet are in a perpendicular angle. That is a 90-degree angle. His, his right foot is pointing at his left heel. <laughs> yes. I took a picture it's of impossible. it. It's impossible. It's <laughs> impossible. Look at me. <laughs> How do you? I can't do it. I can't even get close to it. With your with it straight? I can't even get close possible. to it. Bless Dequell Jackson if he can do it. You'll also hear from Coach Stefanski. Get Z's uh, reviews of what we saw here today at the final day of minicamp. That abs. Oh my God. <sighs> it's going to be a day, kids. We're off and running. Cleveland Browns Daily, eight fifty, ESPN, Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Your business operation collects all the data you need, but are you having a hard time bringing it together and seeing the full picture? Bo Bishop here for my friends at EOX Vantage. They're data scientists who are also business operations experts. Your EOX Vantage team will help you build an automated system that brings your data sources together in real time and turns them into eye-opening dashboards. You can make smart, time-sensitive decisions 
Staring at spreadsheets will provide insight you needed last month. Well, EOX Vantage can help. They know exactly where your people stand on their activities and deliverables. Gauge your financial performance easily and accurately and track progress and your ROI. Check out how companies are making their business intelligence smarter by visiting EOXVantage.com. And joined here at First Energy Stadium in the broadcast booth by the great DeQuell Jackson. DeQuell, good to see you, man. Good to be here. Hey, before we get into this, uh, you know Gibbe. Go ahead. Uh, this is what this is what he was doing here, DeQuell. Face directly oh you tell me he's your face Just directly, directly at him. Okay, you're you don't facing need, him. I, Go ahead. I do the act. Do the act. No, How you have, are you? Do what? it the other way. Do it the other way. Give me the do right the other foot way. in. Right, right foot to the right, heel. Left, what oh am I witnessing God. right now? What in the hell is that? I'm double jointed. I literally was just standing. I came up here to tell these guys. And you were just, right? That's just a resting He was just standing there resting. He was, resting. Was, a resting he was just yeah, like and I, I've never seen that before, ever in my life. Maybe a athlete. baby. Maybe from a baby. Maybe from a I baby. turned around, and that's what I saw. And I was like, what the what the hell is going on? Oh my goodness! That that is actually impressive and disgusting at the same time. <laughs> was that like a parlor trick for you in college? Did you like make money no. with this? I would have taken I, that I, around I, to the bar. I bars. should have been like, Clearly. I bet you, I bet you, hundred bucks, I can get my toe to my heel, ninety degrees. Yeah, I'll, I'll really probably snap my knees if I try something like that. <laughs> we were, we can't even get close. Uh, this is close. no, I'm not even going to attempt to try it. Yeah. yeah, no, you can't even attempt it, man. Too what was it? Did you have fun out here today? Yeah, it, it, it was it was very good to to be back on the field, to smell the field, to put my feet to the field. And just just take it all in. I think it was, you know, I didn't really get that opportunity, obviously, when I was playing here. But just walking up here, you know, as part of I was here for eight years in certain parts of the stadium. I had no idea. I've never stepped foot on. So uh, it's been great. It's always great to come back. And I plan on making more more visits back, especially with my three year old son. That's awesome. That is awesome to bring him back. And I know you were here, was it was a couple years ago? Yeah, yeah I was back here um, for, I was inducted as yeah. a Browns legend last year. Yeah, last year. Uh, end All of right. September. And we and, were talking. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So it was a chance for my son to kind of, um, match up all the helmets and footballs and stuff I have <laughs> at the house. And it's like, oh, dad, you, you played here. And he had my jersey on. It was, it was a very special moment for me. That is very special. Yeah. And, and I'm sure for you to come back, it is special. What is the thing that you kind of miss the most about Cleveland? You know what? I, I flew in last night, and I still keep in touch with a lot of people in the area. I'm a big foodie, so, you know, just just being back and just reliving some of those moments, just to being out. And, and you know what? What was special with my time here? I know we didn't win a ton of games here, but the people that I met, I yeah. still keep in contact with. And I, more to answer your question directly, it's the people. Yeah. The people, yeah. the community. Uh, is nothing like it. You know, I spent time in Indianapolis. Indianapolis was great, but this is this is my home. This is a home away from home for me. All right, you said you're a foodie. So what is like, what's when you come back here, what's the one place you've got to get to? So Fahrenheit is yep. one. Uh, uh, his name is Zagowskis. He just opened up a new place down the um, – the, the what is it? Not the waterfront. Oh, I'm like uh, uh, the sushi place right on the water. Yeah, so I'm about I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll, uh-huh. I'll check flats? that out. Yeah, yeah, in, right in the flats. I couldn't think yeah. of yeah, the flats. So it's I, good. I'll, I'll check yeah. that out tonight, and uh, oh, man, you'll like it. Uh, it's just uh, Dante's. Yep. Um, but definitely Rocco is probably one of my favorites. Rocco's, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, when I first visited his restaurant years ago, I, obviously pre-pandemic, his bar snack was bacon. <laughs> I'm so gonna come. I'm gonna come you. back. He had you it's right a bar there. snack That's of right. bacon. <laughs> that is unbelievable. That's great. The bar snack bacon. <laughs> hey man, is it? Does it? Um, three years old. So I got three boys. Ten, eight, six. Mm-hmm. Three is when they start to become pretty aware about what's going on. Like, can you see that in your son? Like, oh, dad was a dude. Like, does that? Is that starting yet? Yeah. Now I'm starting to have conversations with him, and now he'll he'll come in the room. Like, you know, during football season, 
it started with daddy is there an all white team is there an all yellow team is there yeah. a purple team so i started showing them you know uh teams with uh matching up the colors he wanted uh -huh. to see and it just kind of progressed as you said now he's like oh daddy you played here right he'll see my foot my um, yeah. cleveland memorabilia and so it, it's fun so that's why i definitely have to have him back let him run on the field because that's a moment man if i had a chance yeah. when i was young and i love football diehard football fan oh to goodness. run on the uh, NFL feel, that's a moment you'll never, you, you'll always take with you. They're like, they, the, the no amount doubt. of, the, the pace that they hit it with <laughs> when you let them go. Yes. It's the fastest they've ever yes. run in their life. Yes. Oh, man. When I was here last year, I was trying to get him on the field, but he was at that age. I was like, nah, he may run on the field. This could be bad. Let's put him in the press box away from any danger. But uh, it, it'll be fun to have him come back here and, and enjoy everything. Three-year-old you can reason with. A two-and-a-half-year-old, two-and-a-half. No, no, no chance. chance. No <laughs> chance. He's my first one. My yeah. first one. We're yeah. working on baby two, but it's been a blessing having him around. And, and now awesome. I get the chance to talk to him about, hey, daddy could play football a little bit. That's awesome. You know? Yeah. There's no doubt you could play football a little bit. <laughs> when you talked about going from here to Indy, I don't know if you got a chance to talk to Anthony Walker Jr. at all today, linebacker, and he went from Indy mm -hmm. to here. So kind yes. of, you know, the opposite, but similar, yeah. played similar position and everything. I think we were very similar in the way of his leadership. Under his, tackle uh, guys, under tackle you plus know, professionalism. Um, you know, I did a podcast last year for uh, the Colts, and, I mean, a lot of people talked about, you know, they were up in arms about him leaving because he was such an impactful leader, such a great locker room guy, and he was an asset on the field. So I look at this current situation with uh, Jeremiah. Jeremiah was one of my favorite linebackers coming out of the draft. Uh -huh. And because I, I saw myself, I was like, if I was athletic, if I was stronger, <laughs> if I was all these different <laughs> things, I would imagine myself looking like him. And so if he can get a chance, in my opinion, if he can get a chance to settle in and they carve out a special role for him, with the tutelage of and the experience from Anthony Walker, I think they can be a really special group with uh, with the experience. When you think when you you mentioned JOK and he feels like he's ready to explode. Yes. I mean, he, there were certainly moments last year, but it feels like he's poised for an explosion. You know, we we start looking at the back seven in this defense with the linebackers and the secondary. It's an impressive group. It's mm -hmm. big. It's athletic. It's rangy. It feels like it has everything you need in modern football. It's, it's how much of of, Brown, of of the defense did you notice last year? And then just getting a look at it today, just kind of the makeup of it. What do you make of this this back seven? Yeah, I think the back – I mean, listen, Denzel Ward signed a massive contract this year. I think he's going to, you know, come out and have another stellar year because he wants to prove that he's worthy of those dollars. And, you know, with the addition of who – we didn't draft any defensive backs, but I think the addition of um, uh, Jadavion Clowney, bringing yep. him back, Absolutely. is going to strengthen that back, the backs, you know, the back end of the defense and uh, some of the young guys uh, from, I believe it was uh, Oklahoma. Is it Oklahoma? Uh, we got Greg from Northwestern. Winfrey. Winfrey. Oh, Perry. Perry and Winfrey. Yeah. I'm, right. I'm, yeah, I'm looking to see how what type of impact he has in training camp and how he can, you know, help Miles Garrett and Jadavion Clowney. And it all starts up front. Sure. You know, I, listen, I'm, I'm biased. Maybe I'm biased, but I know how important the front seven is. That helps the linebackers. It helps the timing of the defensive backs. It helps uh, – it gives confidence for the defensive backs to jump routes, to have confidence to do so because they know that quarterback on the opposing side has a small window to get the – release this ball or Jadavion Clowney, one of those guys up front will um, – you know, make their life a, a, a living, you know, you know what. But uh, I like this group. I really like this group. And, I, listen, the elephant in the room is what what's going to happen on the other side of the ball. Sure, sure. You know, yeah. at the quarterback position. And I think that's a direct correlation of how well this defense could be. You don't want this defense getting tired. They have on paper 
They look like they can compete. They will compete. But on the other side of the ball, you have to be able to sustain drives. You have yep. to be able to win the time of possession. And it's only going to help a really good defense that's poised and, and has the guys to do it. No, you're right, and I think that's something that everybody hopes we're getting an answer to sooner rather than later, and it seems to be the feeling that we'll know exactly you know, how much the Browns will have Deshaun Watson for this season, to your point. Jacoby's done a good job out here as well. Guy oh, I like Jacoby. Played in Indy, as you know, uh, 31 touchdowns, 13 picks in his time there, but, yeah, you want to be elite on both sides. The Browns mm -hmm. have a chance to do that. Is it wild to you watching the evolution of the NFL and seeing that, like, you know, just how JOK's 220, Right. The linebackers are 220. Safeties look like corners now. And, and, you know, like a big linebacker from back in the day, like you'd be at like a stand-up end or a Sam, you know what I mean? Right. Or you'd be in a 3-4 rush outside linebacker. Is it crazy to see the evolution of the game where you have so many guys that are built the same mm -hmm. and it's kind of positionless in the sense that everybody can run with everybody? You're exactly right. So the knock on me coming out of college was I was undersized, can my body sustain the, the brutality of the game? And I was fortunate enough to play 11 seasons. I had some setbacks. But in the middle part of my career, you started to see a shift in the way offenses were, you know, playing offense. And it, w it became this game of cover. Can linebackers cover? Yep. And can your D-line get after the passer? And you're right. It's, it's become a positionless um, sport. But, you know, I was talking to Harris, the defensive back, and he stood up. We were sitting down. He stood up. I'm like, Damn, dude, you're bigger than me. Yeah, like you should be in the box. Boy. You could be yep. a linebacker. And he was like, yeah, they keep you in the box. And it's just funny to see how the evolution of the game is happening. You have to be able to face these you know, these teams that, that spread the field out. And obviously, the game is about mismatches. Yep. And, and if you can have a guy like Jeremiah, let's say, a guy that can cover, a guy that can play in the box, and he's strong enough and he's capable enough and he's willing to play and deal with 300-pound linebackers, that's, that's very special and it's very rare to find, that combination of, of all of that. So, uh, it, it's, you know, who knows where the game is going to grow from here? Will it go back to, you know, when I walked into the league, it was the formations were very simple. It was two receivers, one tight end, two backs. Yeah, and they can only run a handful of plays. And uh, just to see the game evolve, I think, um, you know, I was, when, I, when it was time for me to leave, I knew. I was like, my time is running out because I'm not the fastest guy, and you have me out covering slot receivers. Nah, I'm, <laughs> I'm good. I'm good to go. <laughs> so when you came in and you talked about kind of it was the pro set, and that's what they would always say. They run a pro style pro offense set, in pro college. Style, the yep. pro set, you know, yep. the two two receivers, one tight end, the two running backs. The fullback was typically a part mm -hmm. of that. Um, when you think about the evolution, I was talking with Anthony Walker, and we're playing that interview later today. How much? Because you mentioned they could only run certain they only had certain concepts that they could run, certain plays that they could run out of that, you know, and, and maybe, and you could tell me, but back then if they called a cover three, like you knew what the cover <laughs> three was. Right. Whereas now, yeah. outside with AWOC, you could have 30 different checks on a quote-unquote cover three call based on the formation, based on the pre-snap motion, if they moved into a bunch, if they go you know, one side of the formation or the other. Mm -hmm. How many things linebackers, DBs, actually have to think about in a very quick period of time to play sound defense in today's NFL? Yeah, it's very complicated. Very complicated. You know, you talk about the cover three. Well, we had a call years ago. If we call cover three, we, we called it, okay, high school cover three. And then now it's variations of cover three. And, and you know who sparked this? It's a copycat league, let's say that, yep, right? Yep. And um, Seattle. Seattle majored in this cover three concept, yep. but it was, it, was a, it was an abbreviated cover three that turned into man, that was zone to man concept. And there was so many different levels of it. And then, as you mentioned, 
you know, the checks and formations. And I love that part of the game. When I was here with Ray Horton, I thought Ray Horton was one of the brightest defensive minds I'd ever played with because he gave me the freedom and the keys to meet with guys, um, you know, outside of the building, whether in the building. They set out times for us to meet because I wanted to be able to, to check and audible, if you will, like offenses. I know we didn't have much time. We were up against the shot clock. And we were we probably at that year I believe we were a top ten defense. Why? Because we had guys invested in the in, into the scheme and invested into putting that extra time in, so we could run variations of cover three and cover two and cover one and zone the man and different pressures. And that to me was the game within the game that yeah, the I enjoy match. and that yeah. I do miss. Yeah, you had mentioned earlier um, about how you liked Jacoby. You guys, did you guys missed each other in India. Yeah, we just missed just each missed other. each other. Very realistically, he's going to obviously start some games for us this year. What, mm-hmm. what do you when you say you like about him? What, what should fans who have just maybe aren't quite aware of everything that he can be uh, and, and the type of the type of pl- player he can be for this team? Yeah, in the one for one, for a guy to walk into a situation, learn a scheme in one year, and be productive. You look at his time in Indy; it was up and down. But the guy wasn't given much rope to di- much, you know, sure, much room to to for error. And I saw a guy that was a, a professional. He competed. Guys wanted to play for him. He can make all the throws. And he's a guy that's been able to. He's been a, a guy that you can plug in anywhere. And he's gonna. He's go. He's he's your best option out here in terms of. Uh, he's not a top 10 quarterback, but he's a guy, if your your starter goes down, he's a guy that he can bridge the gap between, um, you know, he's going to win you some games. Yep. He's going to win you some games. And I love what I, I – I think it's a great pickup by Andrew Barry to find this guy and to have a great problem in the quarterback room of all guys can play. All these guys can play aside from Dotson who, you know, he hasn't had much experience, but – uh, I think he's going to do well. I think guys are going to appreciate his level of competitiveness, and he can make every throw, and he's going to make guys better. Yeah, and he's he's a guy that just being around him, he's got a good presence about him. You can tell that the guys like him and yeah, they respect sure. him. And I'll say this last, it won't be his fault they're losing. Oh, no. He's not going to be that guy. He takes care of the football. He, he under, I'll say this, he understands his ability. He uh-huh. plays within himself, and he's not going to be someone that he's not. And what you see, the consi- he's going to play – consistent to his ability and that's what you have to appreciate about his game and i can tell you this they went to the Cavs facility last week and they had a three-point shooting contest and he annihilated everybody <laughs> he's got a pure jumper so he's got he's earned some respect i was trying to interview him about it and guys were giving him a bunch of crap about it and they're just jealous yeah, those, truth, quarterbacks, truth hurts. Yeah. those quarterbacks truth shoot hurts, and they can play golf I'm jealous. I'm very jealous. <laughs> Dequel, I'll get you out of here on this one. One of our favorite people that we have on the show regularly in football season every single week, uh, we call him the Hoff, Joe Thomas, because obviously it's yeah. a matter of time. Uh, do you have a, uh, a Joe Thomas story you can share for us from your time playing with the Hoff? Oh, so he uh, – I'm glad you said that. So uh, Joe used to throw, like, really great parties. That really great parties in his house. That in the least. And one year he had a Halloween costume party. And my wife and I, we were in the Breaking Bad at the time, so we dressed up in these hazmat suits. Worst decision ever, going to a party. It was hot as hell. <laughs> but he had this karaoke machine, and when I tell you I had never seen this side of Joe, it was impressive. I didn't know the guy could sing and move like that, and it was a great night. Great night. You have to ask him about it next time. We will. He is a character. And I imagine there was good food at his party. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I bet there was oh, yeah. good absolutely. And lots of it. Yes. I have, I have a DQ52 story. Okay. He, I when I worked at KNR full time, uh, I was the I was the program director at the time, and he would come on the really big show oh, yeah. every week. Yeah, 
and the one week he came on, we were in the middle of an ice storm. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh and man. He, it might have the the car might have gotten away from him a little bit. It, it maybe the tires, whatever the case might be. Yeah. Get a little remember. loose. I, so, I think he took out a couple mailboxes in the neighborhood. Yeah, it was going bad. down a hill, no, and it was, it was all live on the air. It was live. So, <laughs> oh come on. So so here here's my version. At least though, had a right? happy ending. Like you're here. Like, yeah yeah you're yeah. Like, we're it, okay. No, like, that's a terrifying not situation. Much, not much damage was made, but uh, I had some really uh, great neighbors. Let's say that. So, you know I you know I played at Maryland, and you know we dealt with. A little bit. A little bit of snow, but I didn't know what, what truly a blizzard looked like. And yeah. I had this small little BMW, you know, car, and I just could not. I was spinning out of control. <laughs> I was on my way into the station. I'm like, I can't make it. So I turn around, and it's getting up to the – it's getting close to that time. I have to be on air. So I call in, and I'm live, and I'm, I can see my house. I'm a block away. I make the left-hand turn. I fishtail. I lose control. I hit a – thank goodness, a concrete <laughs> – or a brick mailbox – and I was – I think they were asking me a question. I just I just froze. I'm like, guys, I just hit a mailbox. <laughs> They're like, what? What What happened? I'm like, I, I lost control. And now the discussion, we started talking about me losing control and all this sure. stuff. It was, it, was, it was fun. Well, it wasn't fun when it happened, but it's fun no. to talk about it now. Yes. Yeah, that okay. was one of my – Right. Yeah. Nobody that's was unbelievable. <laughs> it's been great having you, man. Absolutely. Great yeah. talking yeah. to you. Thanks Good for having me. Yeah, the great Paul yeah. Jackson joining us here uh, from the press box at First Energy Stadium. You listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. If a car, truck, or motorcycle accident caused you injury, call the injury lawyers at 1-800-ELK-OHIO for a free case review. Elk and Elk is a proud partner of your Cleveland Browns. And at the uh, conclusion of today's minicamp practice here at First Energy Stadium, Coach Kevin Stefanski met with the media. Let's have a listen. Finished uh, the off-season program. Really appreciate this group and how they work. Going back to April 19th in the snow globe, if you remember, uh, the guys have done a really, really nice job. And it's uh, we've taxed them physically. We've taxed them mentally. Uh, and really, we, we got a lot done. Are we where we need to be? No. Uh, but now's the time where we can take a break, go charge the battery, and get ready to roll uh, come July. We were fortunate to have some alumni out here today uh, to visit with us, which we felt was really important. We've talked a lot about our alumni uh, over the course of these weeks. So to be able to put some faces to the names and introduce the guys to some of these great players uh, was a big deal. And we're going to head inside and have a barbecue uh, with the team and with some of the alumni in there as well. So uh, with that, I'm happy to take any questions. Kevin, any uh, word on Denzel? Uh, no, no update uh, you yet. Know there's like a left ankle injury? I don't have enough details to say yet, but we'll, we'll update you. What was your, your final message to like, have a nice summer? Yeah, I, I think, well, number one is to be safe. Uh, really, you know, when as a coach, you know, you, you hate when your team's traveling to all ends of the globe and, and you want everybody to be safe. You want them to have fun. Like I mentioned, you want them to charge your battery, but definitely be safe and, and make great decisions when they're away from here. Uh, and then they got to come back in the best shape of their life. That's kind of what you have to do every every time you're getting ready to start training. Kevin, what's the next couple weeks look for you and the coaching staff? Uh, getaway. Yeah, I think, you know, the coaches do a great job uh, and they've done a nice, really nice job this offseason. Very pleased with the work that the guys have gotten done. Uh, so now's the time to 
charge the battery, reconnect with the family, go make some visits, those type of things. You on vacation? Or you have a little vacation? Yeah, location undisclosed, Jeff, <laughs> so you don't bother me. Are any of the players invited? Since they didn't invite you, I'm guessing you're not inviting them. I re I'm respectful of their time, so I'll leave them alone. Uh, Josh Jobs kind of strikes me as a genius. Is that too? Yeah, I don't know what the definition is, but he's pretty darn close. Uh, he's a really good guy. Just enjoy being around Josh. Knows a lot about football. He knows a lot about a lot also. So uh, really impressive young man. What did you see from that room in general from April? Yeah, they came very, very far uh, in the time, the nine weeks we were together, just from a understanding of the scheme, the operation of things, the functioning of in and out of the huddle, different snap counts, different concepts. Uh, we've thrown a lot at them. We haven't uh, held back, and they've done a nice job with it, and they've worked really hard. I've asked you about uh, Jacoby Brissett before, but what have you learned about him in these nine weeks, Kevin, that you might not have known? He's, he's a good basketball player. He won our uh, shooting contest down there at the Cavs facility, so uh, I learned that. But, uh, no, he's he's a good person. Uh, we knew that doing our homework on him. But uh, I've just been real impressed with how he prepares, how he operates in practice. Uh, he really treats it game-like. Jacoby talked about wanting to master the offense. Can you do that in 10 or 12 weeks, or is that for the summer? No, I don't think you can. I think you can introduce it. I think you can get comfortable with it. Uh, but we want, we do want to become masters of, of the offense uh, by the time week one rolls around. But it's a process, and, and you can't just plug something in the back of your head and get it. you got to work at it and spend some time with it. We've had two off-seasons impacted by COVID. This first one really hasn't. What's the biggest difference? Is it just the on-the-field? Is it the togetherness? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's you know the off-season, the way we structured it uh, to make sure that we were safe in everything we did, make sure it was competitive, and make sure we had fun. And I think the guys... Uh, had fun. They had fun competing, pushing each other. Uh, but I, I think ultimately we got a lot of work done, but we did it in a uh, safe manner. This stands to be a pretty big year for Chad. Um, what, what have you seen from him this spring? Who, what have we seen? Jed Wilson. Oh, Jed. Yeah. Got it. Yeah, I think Jed's uh, right where we need him. He's worked extremely hard this offseason. I thought he came back in really, really good shape. Uh, so it's just a continuation of that. Uh, continuation of that work and I think he'll be uh, right where we need him. Kevin you mentioned uh, wanting to get comfortable with Deshaun and what he's able to do in the offense and you understanding what he can do. Are you, is that process done now or is that going to continue? No I think I think that's ongoing. I think anytime you add a player you study all their tape and you, you kind of get a sense for what they're comfortable with and then you get around the player and you talk through concepts and, and then you start to adjust and then you know when we start week one to week 17, the offense evolves. You add plays, there are plays that we haven't installed. I'm sure that we're going to run next year. So it's really just trying to make sure throughout the season you're constantly searching for uh, unique ways to get a different guy the ball, uh, unique ways on third down to get a first down. Uh, so that really is always evolving, but certainly with the quarterback in mind and what his comfort level is. David Bell seems to have had a really good spring and made a strong Kevin Stefanski on the home of the Browns. Um, just what are your observations of how he's come along here? Yeah, a very, very diligent worker. Uh, wants to be good at this, so you see him working. He, he's the guy that gets extra. He'll, he'll be in the facility at all hours, uh, working real hard with Coach O'Shea to, to refine the game. Uh, he's a rookie, so he's got plenty of, of room to grow, uh, and we'll have time to do that, but uh, he's doing a nice job. He's working hard. What have you learned about Amari Cooper? 
Well, I think for anybody that first meets him, Amari's size. I mean, he is a big, physical uh, player. Uh, maybe not six foot six, but you see how, how strong he is. Uh, so that's been impressive, just seeing how he operates on the field. And then a really impressive worker in the classroom. He's a pro's pro. Uh, I don't think he's. There's anything that we've challenged him with mentally that he doesn't just get immediately. Uh, so he's his intelligence slash football intelligence is very impressive. All right, there's Coach from uh, earlier today at the end of minicamp here at First Energy Stadium. All right, coming up here at the top of the hour, we have uh, Z going to talk with Anthony Walker Jr., Mark yeah. Cooper at the podium. Also want to get Z's kind of views on what you saw today in the sure. final minicamp practice, so we will do that. Uh, before we do all of that, though, I want to remind you that Rumkey Waste Recycling, family-owned and operated, whether you join them as a customer, as an employee, you'll become part of the family. Visit Rumkey.com to learn more. Quick aside before we take a break, but isn't it odd how bizarre a football field looks without goalposts. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't, it just, yeah. And they're really, I know that they're very bright and easy to see, and they're all the way at the ends, but the rest of the field just looks very, it looks odd without it. It does. It also, anytime, like, I see this much green space like this, I think of how much fun, like, little kids would have running on it. Oh, my God. Like, you'd have the time of your life run around on this thing right now. What I wish is if, if they were going to pull this turf up, and I'm guessing they are, right? We got monster jams coming. I would assume that it's coming up. I yeah, think I know where you're going, and I think, I, I think we're on the same page. What I want to do is keep the uprights up yeah, and then hit wedges through the uprights. We'll start at 10, <laughs> yes. 20, 30, and just go the whole way, and the then whole hit way. one the whole way right through the uprights. Yeah, like what fun. could be more fun than that? That'd be a lot of fun. I just was hoping that I could take some of the turf home. What are you going to do with it, Gibby? It'd die, in two, die right away. No, it won't die right away. You're going to nurture it? Yeah. You can move it. It can be moved. You want to have that turf, like, become your turf, you're saying? You're yeah. You place your lawn. Do you yeah. think it, oh, I see what you're saying, like a bunch of it. Yeah, like right, down, like right down my backyard. Like you want it rolled roll up. Roll it up. Roll it up. Lay it down. I and then see. you get on that zero turn, and you're going to have the time of your life. You want to, I'm going to tell you something. You'd be very frustrated with the squirrel population. Those guys tear up new turf, man. Those guys are lawless. You know I, what my landscaper said to me? He goes, you want a, you want a permanent solution here. Sunflower seeds and water. I said the problem there is that's going to lead to vultures. Yeah. That's going to lead to birds. Yeah. So I can't have that. Can't have that. All right. I have a real quick question for you guys. Is this it getting ready to rain, by the way? It does feels look like, like it. it feels, yeah. yeah. It, the temp has dropped. It doesn't feel like it. It's, it's still dark. 117 yeah. here in the booth. But, but it's, it's maybe 169. So at Baltimore. There's a breeze. Maybe we should open that up. At Baltimore. Don't you feel like at Baltimore the top deck comes closer to the field? Like it's more of a vert, straight yeah. up and down. And I've always wondered, and this, again, we have the turf so that we could do it now. I always thought that you could hit a wedge from down here. You'd have to be close, obviously, because you need to go out and hit it, get it up into the top deck. You could. And people were like, no way. And I said, I think absolutely. Like, you could, Look at what sure. 120 yards looks like. Look how long this. is. Are you saying, like, are, are you st like, if you stood, like, on this near sideline, hitting it up to the top, top yeah. deck? For sure you could. That's what I think, too. People told me I was nuts. I was like, you're nuts. These no, are the things that sure we should, should be doing today, though. This is but, what today should have been. Yeah. I do have my clubs in the car, yeah. if you can get us some turf approval. No, that's on you. I, got I think plenty we just other do it until right somebody now. stops us. <laughs> they don't even want you standing on the grass. See those signs? No, they're pulling don't it all up, though. They're, they're saying don't stand on it. They certainly don't want me taking divots. Well, they must not be pulling it up because they're watering it. So they must <laughs> not be getting rid of it. This is also true. They're pulling it up but at some are, point, though. Are, if they're telling people not to be on it and they're watering it, then they're going to try and save it. Do you think they monster? So I'm saying they mon they put the monster truck stuff over it. 
over it. Yeah. So like you put, put a tarp, tarp, tarp and then the mud and then over it. Yeah, that's what I think. Oh, how are you cleaning that up? I don't know, but that's what they're doing. I, there's yeah. no because why you why, why would you, you care? Why would you <laughs> water? <laughs> I don't know. Not my problem. <laughs> no, it's not. But I, you know, I mean, I see signs yeah. don't touch, and I see watering leads me to believe that they wouldn't be thrilled with us hitting wedges. Where if they were just saying the heck with it, we're replacing it. Wedge away, boys. Who's stopping you? By the way, Drew, big Drew, just texted me and says you stand like that with your legs at that angle in every meeting that we have. That Gibby does? Yeah. You, so is that like a comfortable position? Are you like, did you even know when? No. You didn't even oh know you were doing God. it. Oh, my God. No. What is this ligament? This is the one that would snap. Medial collateral? Yep, snapped. If I tried doing that. I made that up, but it feels right. <laughs> you it's said it so emphatically. You could have said anything it's as either long the, as it was collateral. It's either the ACL or the ACL, MCL. Or the LCL. Or the LCL. You pick yeah. it. I don't know. All right. A walk up next. Cleveland Browns Daily. This is the ACL in here, right? ESPN Cleveland. I think it's this, here. And this is your patella tendon. This is your ACL. Yeah. You don't want this to ever go. That's a bad one. That's if your patella goes, yeah. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Welcome back to Cleveland Browns Daily. What a treat to be joined by Anthony Walker Jr. Looking resplendent in the number five. How you doing, man? I'm doing well. Um, just getting better, trying to get better each day with the team, um, trying to take those next steps. You know, right now, just phase one, phase two, phase three, understanding what it is. Um, you know, a chance for us to grow, get better, relearn, reteach, you know, just come together as a team. You know what I loved is right before we talked, you were standing over there with John Johnson. You guys are going through, obviously, one of the plays that happened earlier and kind of talking through that. Is that something you love to do, just kind of get the minutia down, get everybody on the same page? Because it feels like this defense has a chance to be special. Yeah, no doubt. Um, anytime that we have, you know, uh, miscommunication or an error that we need to get, we, we, we want to get to it right now. You know, there's no need to wait. Um, that's, the best, that's the good thing about playing professional football. You have guys that everybody wants to know and be on the same page. So... Um, you know, John's like, hey, how would you play this or how would we play this? You know, and I'm, you know, giving him my insight and then we're able to share a comment and then all, all it is for us to get better. You know, we just want to be perfect as a team. Um, you know, there's no such thing as perfect, but the closer you get, the closer you are to greatness. So just help me help the audience because they'll hear, okay, cover three. Mm -hmm. And they think, oh, okay, we've got two deep on the outside, in middle of the field's closed, guy comes down, everybody's got their little zones. No if they motion into trips, if they motion into a bunch, how many different checks are there? Just to give people a concept of like, yeah, you may get a call, but based on then if one becomes three and two becomes one, how it changes everything that you guys have to do and how people should really understand that there are probably a hundred different things going on in a split second right before the ball snapped and then even after. Yeah, that's the beauty of football. Um, people think, oh, I could just play cover three and I know what cover three is or you know, I could play cover two. I know what cover two is. Everything kind of just goes at the snap of the whistle, at the snap of the ball, and you got to play off of what the offense does. And that's why I like playing defense because it's reactive. You know, so like you said, I could. It's, I mean, the base of it is cover three, and you sure. could understand it as that. But if three goes somewhere, I got to go somewhere else, and I'm off of three. You know, yeah. so um, that's just the little nuances of it. The the beauty of the game, in my opinion, um, being able to understand how the the, the field is spaced out. And that, what the offense is trying to attack and how they're trying to pull you to a certain area so they can open up something in the middle or something outside. You know, just because the middle is closed, that doesn't mean that the offense can't pull the safety one way and throw a quick bang the other side. So, um, you know, just understanding that, understanding that also you have to play the run. 
Um, I mean, it's not easy, yeah. but that's the beauty of it. <laughs> yeah, and that's why you got to get all 11 guys, and you're trying to make sure it's right, seeing with the same eyes. It was funny. I was watching uh, with Coach Howard, the DB coach, yeah. and we got through four plays an hour because I was like, well, what about this? And what about? And he's like, oh, yeah, we check all this. I don't think people get that. <laughs> and I think that's one of the things, the respect I have for what you guys do on defense is, is immense because of that. There's so much athleticism is required, but there's so much cerebral nature that is required as well. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, like you said, cerebral. Um, just the, the understanding, the, like you said, the reactive. I mean, everything is reactive. The offense know exactly where they have to get to, um, obviously based on where, where our landmarks are, but, you know, we have to go off what the offense does. We could say this is our landmark, but if everybody's on that side, that's not my landmark anymore, right. you know. So just understanding that, understanding where the offense is trying to attack. And that's uh, if you get the basics of what cover three is, obviously what, where, what are the areas that, that can be attacked, you know where the offense tries to attack you. When you think about coming back this season, and so you're back and Jacob's back in your room and Jeremiah's back in your room, Sione's back, Tony Fields is back, and then you look behind you and, oh, there's John and Grant and Ronnie and Rich again, and, oh, there's Denzel and Greg again and, and Greedy and now A.J. Green and, you know, Herb Miller again, and, and, of course, M.J. Emerson adds into the mix. But to have that kind of continuity, how much does that help being able to be, you know, I'd imagine you guys feel like right now today you're light years ahead of where you were a year ago. Oh, no doubt. Um <laughs> Way light years. Uh, like you said, just having the same guys, very similar guys in the, in the room um, on the defense, obviously up front, obviously that's where it starts. They're the engine that drives our team. Um, you know, so to have those guys up front and then, you know, the, the linebacker room, you know, pretty much all the guys come back. And then on the defensive backs, um, you know, I feel very comfortable with all those guys behind us. Um, yeah, we're, we're, we're a lot we're – we're in a much better position than we was last year at this time, I will say that. On the field, off the field, it sounds like you are as well. I know you kind of touched on that at the Hall of Fame. What do you, can you expand on that in terms of the positives for this year? Not necessarily what it was last year, but what it's becoming now. No, no. And when I said that yesterday, um, you know, I don't want anybody to think that we had a negative locker room. I loved all those guys in the locker room. Um, I, what I was saying was with COVID, you know, you have two different locker rooms. I'm pretty sure every team had this because we had it in Indy too. You have two different locker rooms. You have uh, one guy in the locker. Three got three lockers empty, and then another guy in the locker. So everybody's spaced out. Everybody has to come in different times, sometimes for lifts, for treatment, all that stuff. So you really only see each other outside of the building, you know. And in football, you the where I think you get closest. Obviously, you want to hang out with your guys outside. But when you're in the building and you're going through those workouts, you're going through that treatment together, you're going through lifts together, the grind of practice, getting in the cold tub, getting in the sauna, getting in the steam room, all that stuff matters. And I think that's where we've grown a lot. Yeah. And because you know, we don't have the issue of COVID protocols anymore. I think that's what's made us a closer team, you know. So when you understand, I told my dad yesterday, this is the first time in three years where I've seen everybody in the locker room together. First time in three years. It's crazy. It was the last time I saw that, where we had everybody, the whole team in one locker room. That's like, it's kind of like foreign language right now. There are a lot of guys that we talked about that are with you that have never seen it. Exactly. So it's like, wow, like to have this and to understand that. And, you know, I missed it, honestly, because like you said, that's where you grow yeah. that's where you get that camaraderie at you know we we spend you know we'll be done practice at 12 o'clock 12 30 and guys don't leave the building till two because we're sitting in the locker room talking playing music in the sauna in the steering room guys taking care of their bodies all that stuff and when you're able to do that and you know not have to worry about you know the COVID protocols obviously that I mean you're just a better you're you're a closer much closer team because you spend more time together
Yeah, not only just on the defense, as you said, the whole team. So now the defense and the offense can get together, which I think is a big thing. We talked about the three phases, and special teams we know is comprised of both. But to be able to have that rapport and that relationship on both sides of the ball, it helps because, look, games throughout the season, there are going to be games where the defense is carrying. There are games with the offense, and there are going to be games where everything clicks, and it's just it's a wonderful feeling. But to have that, is that a big thing too? Because not just the defense, but to have the defense and the offense together. Man, you just saw, you just hit on it. Um, I don't care if we win 199 or 3-2, to two, however we get it done. Um, you know, I'm excited. I'm, I'm excited for this team. I'm excited for, you know, us coming together. I, I, I mean, everybody on offense, everybody on defense, special teams, we understand that this is a one team, one goal. And however we get it done, we're going to be happy. We're going to support each other. And, uh, again, we're going to have bumps in a row. You know, that's just a part of the game that we play. Um, but the closer we are, like I said, the closer we are to perfection, you know, the greater we'll be. What made you want to come back here and do this again? Uh, I mean, just the. I mean, I, I really enjoyed the defense last year. I enjoyed the the system that Coach Woods run, um, and then obviously, you know, to have a chance to, you know, win a championship. Um, I think you, you, we we just hit on it. You know, with these visits yesterday, um, the visit here today, um, we've been talking about it a lot. The history of this team, the history of you know the city of Cleveland, and um, to bring a championship, to have opportunity to bring a championship here, uh, is huge. You know what I've loved about this mini camp and these OTAs when you guys, it's been a passing camp, right? So seven on seven has been the main periods of competition, right? You guys don't have pads on, but it's been real competition. This is a good offense and you guys on the back end are really good. I mean, we've seen times where they had to kind of scramble drill in a seven on seven. You don't see that very often. How do you feel about where this D is, but then also what you're seeing from the offense that's coming against you guys? Yeah, um, I'm, I'm excited about the defense. Um, you know, we're taking steps in the right direction. Uh, obviously light years, like you said, from where we were last year, but also not close to where we want to be, you know, by the time September comes and by the time, you know, we're getting ready for playoff football. So, um, obviously, we got a lot of steps to go, but I like where we're at. Where we're at um, offensively, I mean, I love those guys. They they compete. They're hungry. Um, you know, <laughs> Mari Cooper out there, receiver, talking trash. Obviously, Chubb, you know, being able to run the ball with Chubb, Kareem, Dearness. Um, man, it, it's, a sight, it's a sight to see, um, to go against those guys, to compete against those guys. Uh, like I tell our defense all the time, we're going against one of the best offenses, the one of the most complex offenses to play against. So, um, you know, I feel like if we can, I mean, if we can break 50-50 or even win, win matches against them, I think we'll, you know, we put ourselves in great position on Sundays. What are you doing for the summer? Training, getting my mind right. Uh, I'm also opening a gym. Uh, I'm a franchise owner of a gym called Hotworks in Miami and uh, moving into my new house in Miami. So I'll be happy. Congratulations on that. Enjoy yourself, AWOC. Always a pleasure. And uh, best of luck. Looking forward to seeing you back here at train camp. Definitely. Appreciate you guys having me. Go Browns. Uh, good stuff from Z there. And good stuff here from my friends at Rainier Home Exteriors, where beautifying and protecting your home is their passion. Upgrade the look of your home and create a high return on investment with new siding from Renew Home Exteriors, ranging in every architectural style in over 50 colors. It's your $1,500 off and free insulation wrap, plus 0% interest for qualified buyers. In addition, Renew Home Exteriors will meet or beat competitors' estimates by up to 10% and pay you 100 bucks. Beautify your home with premium siding and roofing products at lower prices with Renew Home Exteriors. Visit RenewEstimate.com for more. We'll get Z's impressions of this final day of minicamp. Get your U.S. Open leaderboard as well. Amari Cooper at the bottom of the hour. You listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. 
lot of bad advice out there about gambling from secret methods to picking lottery numbers to betting big when you're on a roll. The miss can lose you money, get you in a lot of troubles before you wager. Find out what's real and what isn't at KeepItFunOhio.com. U.S. Open, Rory McIlroy, I believe, at the top of this thing at three under. A big group at uh, three David under. Lingmurth, former Memorial Champion. Yes, in the mix as well. not a tall guy either. No, no, no. A wee lad. A wee lad, yeah. Yeah. That's where it sits. What, do you, like what, do you, uh, what have you made of what you've seen this uh, this morning so far at the U.S. Open? Course is playing uh, pretty fair. Really fair for U.S. Open. I mean, yeah. three, yeah. that many guys three under. Yeah, I know that you were going into it. You didn't want to see them struggle, but it looks like bad shots would be heavily penalized. As, and so place looks great. Fantastic. It really does look great. It looks great, and, and I think it's going to be a good championship. And I think Rory is, you know, obviously coming off of his win last week. He feels like he's in the zone at a good start. Probably he's unhappy that he bogeyed the last. Tough. Sound. Oh, no tough. one's read this this green good all day. It's yeah. been the same thing all day. Did I tell you this morning the peacock was my breaking point? I, did, I refused. You're out. I'm out. I, I was going to set up for it. Uh, I was ready to watch it. I'm up at that hour, obviously, and I thought, okay, I'll watch a few first holes. This will be fun. Um, I go to download it, and I'm, okay, here we go. So I'm like, well, surely I'll be able to watch just with ads. Oh, no, you had to pay the $5. I mean, it literally was pay-per-view. It's pay-per-view. Like, if you don't have that app, it is pay-per-view. Um, now, I thought it was going to go to, like, 10 or 11, so I thought I was going to be more mad about it, but it actually went to USA at 9.30, so it was fine. Yeah. Um, but I, I have reached my breaking point with the uh, – Got to download more apps to have more nonsense. Like well, I'm the only done. good news for you is if you ever decide to get into the Peacock world is that you will have access to – uh, the WWE library. So that library is in there. Lives you and I had talked about that. My kids are really into that now. Then they love Raw then and all it. that. But do I? Should I start back or should I just jump in now with them? No, like jump in. Raw jump now. in now with them. But then you can show them. They'll, there'll be stuff on current guys. There's features, you know, little mini documentaries on Orton and Reigns and The Miz and all kinds yeah. of people. And then, and then you can say, oh well, let's watch some of the classics. Let's watch some of the, the good stuff. The old stuff. Yeah, back yeah. in the day. Yeah. Sure. Sure. So there you go. Um, all right, but yeah, it was it was the breaking point for me. I, I'm sitting there yeah, with all these it. apps, and I'm just going to myself. Like, wouldn't it be nice if all of these things were in one place in one bowl? And went, oh yeah, that was cable. That's what cable used to be. Was that? Uh, and instead, it's this. So it's just too many. Well, and now you're apps. still paying. You know, whether you have you cut the cord and you're using you know. No, YouTube I still TV use cable. There, you still use cable. It's that plus now a bunch of apps. Yeah, all these apps, and it's. I can't keep up. Do you want Hulu? Do you want Apple Plus? Do you want, you know, I'm telling you, Paramount, I have, Peacock? I got to watch. Uh, all of it. I got six episodes left Netflix. Of, of Peaky Blinders. I've watched Max. that from the beginning, and then I'm out. I'm out on Netflix. I'm done with it. That's it. And I've been there for a, d a dozen years at least, and I'm out. I'm in on Stranger Things right now, and I am loving it. Like, I yeah. think this, Stranger, this season of Stranger Things, they've really upped it as there are more. The Once that's done, do you have anything else? Because everything else on Netflix I've done. I'm it's done. I don't know. Maybe not. Yeah, I'm done. And it's not cheap anymore. No. Uh-uh. No, no. I'm no. out of it. What did you uh, – what was today like? What jumped out? So today, again, as has been typical, the most competitive periods were some seven-on-seven -seven periods. Uh, the Chief had a nice day, a couple of touches. Again, a lot of situational football work, a lot of third-down work, and a lot of red zone work. Uh, Deshaun Watson had a couple of touchdowns to the Chief down there. Um, a touchdown that practice ended with a, a Watson to David Bell touchdown along the back of the end zone. Um, but the defense had some moments. Herb Miller got a nice interception and, and was a great bounce back for him because on one of the plays earlier, Watson hit uh, Anthony Schwartz for a very easy touchdown. Should have 
was too easy, honestly. And then he came back in a one-on-one jump ball situation and, and intercepted a pass intended for the Chiefs. So it was good, a good back and forth. I think the highlights, again, you know, as I talked about, Watson, how good he looks in the defense, you know, how good they look. Now, Denzel Ward did jog off at one point yeah. with a leg injury. I, I don't think anybody's too concerned about that. Um, but then you get to Cade York, and so they did some kicking in here. And he hit one with everybody screaming at him, hooting and hollering at him. And by the way, he also uh, signed his contract today. The Browns just announcing that he signed the rookie signed his contract. But he hit one from 50 yards with everybody on the team screaming at him, hooting and hollering. You could hear some of the stuff, you know, Chief giving him the business. A lot of guys telling him, don't you dare miss this, blah, blah, blah. And he absolutely nuked it right down the middle. It went through from 50 at the very top of the uprights, and it looked like it, it had another 20 That's yards awesome. to it. I mean, just nuked it. And I said to Preef, I go, go, man, that kick from 50 was impressive. He goes, was it? I didn't even see it. And he goes, no, yeah, that was impressive. <laughs> Preef's so happy. That makes oh. me happy. Oh, a happy Preef is Look wonderful. Look at Mickelson Preef. in this attire. It's great. All black, yeah. no sponsor, just his logo on the hat and on the shirt. Now, he wore, last week at the Live Tour, he wore the Augusta National for the, the first half of the first round, and then that was off. Like he wore a blacked-out Augusta National, and then that was they pulled it. That was it. And it, without question, I'm sure somebody at Augusta said, get that off your chest. You are not wearing that here. Uh, we're not going to have that statement because it was gone, and he hasn't worn it since. But he wore wow. it the first few holes of the live event. I like a little Gary player all in black. I used to. I went through a phase where I liked to just wear black on the golf course, but now I've, I've expanded now my color colors. Palette. Yeah. yeah, yeah. player is what I think of when I when – I, and then Absolutely. he's bearded. The beard, the beard is what it makes The mirrored yes. aviators, he's bearded. He's got a yes. hell of a mop, it appears, Yes. on the thing. I don't know how he's being received out there. It's pretty amazing for a guy who was so consumed with his public image that now he's like blanket. Yeah, he he looks like if Bradley Cooper in the hangover scene called and was like, yeah, we messed up. <laughs> and he, that guy was wearing all black and playing golf. That's what he looks like right now. <laughs> if you – were to have a drink of something with uh, a, an amount of alcohol in it and watching The Hangover, every time Bradley Cooper's character says, everybody just calm down, you'd be you'd be done. Toast. He really wants – in the most not calm situation ever, like they have a baby, they don't know whose it is, they don't know where their friend is, he's consistently very much like, – everybody just calm down. No, dude, like there's a lot going on. Yeah, we're not going to calm down. Actually, actually, in retrospect, Ed Helms is quite reasonable. For considering the position that they find themselves, Ed Helms in. is the most reasonable, and is made out to be a lunatic by yes, by and Bradley he's, Cooper. He's clearly and let's in for, the right. His he's having the right thought process in the move. Like a lot of bad stuff happened here overnight. Like there's a tiger. Mike Tyson knocked me out. Our buddy's gone. There's a I got a baby. Like I don't have a tooth. I don't have a tooth. Like there's a lot. And Cooper's like everybody just and calm Doug's down. Gone. A human is gone. A human's gone. It's by my the way, Saturday just night. Leave him gone. Fine. Worse. He, yeah. He he doesn't measure up the th- the thing about that movie is that bradley cooper let's not forget is an elementary school teacher correct yeah and yet carries himself not to say that an elementary school couldn't but his persona would be that to me he reminds me of he is like a super wealthy like it's running a hedge fund who's right or was a trust fund ki- absolutely just yes has always dominated the a, world a lot of his clothes are quite Fine that he actually yes. wears out in Correct. in Vegas. It's, it's a hell a, of a suit. It's a hell of a suit. Looks tailored yeah. specifically yeah. to his being. That it doesn't. That doesn't. That doesn't measure up to that me. personality. Would not equate to that profession. Right. Yeah. No. It would not. Would not. Would not do that at all. 
By the way, of course, Gibby chiming in just his Saturday night. Yeah, I heard that. And we, sometimes you have to just speed right past. You got to just <laughs> go right through it at this point. It's a good move. Like, do you think that you missed a calling as a hockey goalie? Because your ability to contort your legs and, like, you wouldn't even have a five. No, you, you would, wouldn't even have it. Just bes- knees just in. Put the knees in or the feet in. And then like, have you ever thought about that? Through. With a long glove. How many other people, because some guy sent us a picture that also is doing that. How many people have you ever met that can do what you do? I, I've never noticed other people. I've never. I've never noticed They're it. coming in. I've never noticed it. I've noticed you today. And I know that sometimes you have, you'll go like a little slightly pigeon toe, but like yeah. I've never seen you go like a full 90 and you didn't even know you were doing it. Like that is a stunning thing to me. Like you're, don't you think his knees would never be in jeopardy like on a snowboard? I don't think they ever would be. Yet, I've had a fantastic ACL reconstruction and a blown-out MCL. And How? That explains it. Playing hoops. What happened? I was playing on an intern's team, actually. Oh, for God's sakes, Gibby. Came down. The guy got underneath me. Just came down with a rebound. Pop, pop. Blew it up. My hamstring is my – they grafted my hamstring. It's part of – it's my ACL. Oh, my He's a medical marvel. He's the most – I think, like, when everybody's talking about the most interesting man in the world and we go on and we say, oh, this person, this – Gibbe might actually truly be the most interesting man in the world. Nah. All right. So, as I mentioned, uh, <laughs> there was a um, – there was a game – this is a game – some Monday Night Football game that's airing on the NFL Network. So, it's we know that Al game. Michaels is on this game. We know that Dennis Miller is on this game. We know that Dan Fouts is on this game. So, that we know. Can you guys guess – Z, I know you weren't watching. Can you guess – who is working sidelines? I, I could not. In I, this game. I think I figured it out, but I didn't recognize him at first. This was Monday Night Football when there was no Sunday Night Football. So this was the show in town. Yes. Monday Night Football, ABC Sports. He was interviewing Dennis the Green game. coming off of the uh, there field are, at halftime. There are two people working sidelines. So it's a three-man booth okay. uh, with, with Dennis yeah. Miller, Dan Fouts, and Al Michaels. And then there are two people the on the sidelines. the era of Monday Night Football. Well, he was in there with Dennis Miller, and I think all anybody – I don't know that people would remember the Dennis Miller era. I do. I mean, I just remember the Dennis Miller era. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And no then he was – and then shortly thereafter was – they tried it with the same thing with Kornheiser. And Kornheiser. Kornheiser did Monday Night Football for a few years. Kornheiser and Jaws and Tarico. But that was on ESPN. This when is ABC. It, when was it – who was with Gruden and, and Jaws? Who was the third with them? Because they were together, right? It was Gruden, Jaws, and Tarico, and Jaws got swallowed up by Tarico. Oh, yeah. so Tarico had no. I just love when Gruden like, well, Ron. <laughs> yeah. Give him a lot of Rons. A lot of Rons. And he also, at that time, um, Tarico really had no interest in Kornheiser, and so he wouldn't set him up for anything. Like, he was, wouldn't wow. placate it. But anyway, give me your guess. Best guess on whose sidelines were. I have. I don't even know where to begin. I heard can it was I a give you? Can I give you a Melissa Stark? Okay. Which you remember, though, that sure. era. And an Eric Dickerson. What? That's a, I Never. didn't recognize him at first. No And then clue. I was like, I think that's Dickerson? I Eric I'm Dickerson, not sure. The, the Eric Dickerson Monday Night Football experience was a disaster. They had him on sidelines. How long could that have lasted? Could not have lasted long. So they had Dennis Miller in the, in the booth and Eric Dickerson on sidelines. Think about that. Think about that when you think about this. Amari Cooper at the podium. Up next. There you go. Cleveland Brown Daily, 850 ESPN Cleveland.
Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. And the Bath Authority can give you that bathroom of your dreams, and you can do it in about a day. You can transform that current bathroom you have into a custom bath. That thing's going to feel like a spa by the time they're done with it. Let the Bath Authority make it a reality for you. They can do so at a fraction of the cost of the competitors. The Bath Authority is Cleveland's premier bath and shower remodeler with expert factory-trained installers. Call now for 500 bucks off your next custom bath or shower remodel. Give them a call at 216-220-8399 or go to thebathauthority.com. It's where affordability meets quality. Guys, they have the largest selection of bath projects. They're all made in the United States. They can change your bathroom from outdated to outstanding. Simply put, superior products with expert installers. You call right now at 216-220-8399. You get 500 bucks off your next custom bath or shower remodel. Check them out at thebathauthority.com. Tell them that Bo sent you. And now here's our new number one receiver, Amari Cooper, at the podium. Can you visualize how good this team can be? Oh, of course. I mean, listen, this team was good last year. You know, um, one of the things that was an emphasis in the offseason was improving in the passing game. And most of this camp, this has been a passing camp. Coach emphasized that. Uh, and I think we we were pretty successful. Um, obviously, we still have to iron out a lot of details and get better. Um, but I think overall it was it was a successful passing camp. How, when, when you come into a new team, just how long does it take to, I guess, master the offensive system, do you think? Yeah, I mean... I can't give you a, a, a definite answer because, I mean, every team is different. Every office is different. Some teams have a whole bunch of installs. Like, I was at the Raiders with John Gruden my last year there, and the installs never stopped. <laughs> so you never really mastered the offense. But, um, you know, every team pretty much has the same terminology. It's just some teams have more plays than others, you know. But specifically speaking on the Browns, uh, like I said before, we've installed everything. Um, it's not that much uh, to, to, to memorize and to, to perfect, but um, I could, like I said before, I could see how we could be very successful with the plays that we have. Um, and I think I'll master it in this six weeks, this six week break that we have. Cause I'm, I'm taking my iPad with me and I'll be studying the whole time. So I think by the time I come back for training camp, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll have all the, the details ironed out. What do you think of the younger guys at your position, and how do you kind of be able to help them you know, come along this year? Have you been giving them any tips? And yeah, of course. You know, that's the position that I'm in now. Um, according to my eighth year, I'm, these guys look at me like an old guy, especially, you know, the, the rookies, not just the second and third year players. But, um, yeah, I've been seeing a lot of explosion. I've been seeing a lot of uh, – they, they pay attention to detail. They know the importance of them, you know, coming in every day, and knowing their stuff and, and, and trying to perfect everything they do because they, they know the position that they're in as far as making a team and stuff like that. But they've been doing a good job, you know, um, very efficient. What's your, um, you know, speaking of the rookies, just David Bell, what do you think of him? What type of impression has he made on you early on? Yeah, I mean, you can see that uh, he, he's, a, he's a perfectionist, like he wants to do everything right. Um, and, uh, he, you know, he's a young player, so he's only going to get better. But I've seen some good stuff out of him. I haven't seen him drop many balls. Um, and he takes coaching very well. You know, I, I tried to, I was in his ear a couple of times about certain routes and he immediately went out there and, and did it. Uh, so, you know, he's going to play a lot this year. Obviously, you know, all of us have to earn our role, but I think he'll do a good job in training camp. 
And like I said, he takes coaching well. So I think he'll I think he'll be a, a tremendous player for us this year. You've changed scenery a couple of times in your career. Uh -huh. um, just how has this experience been for you? And do you feel like you've been able to settle in here, uh, not only in Cleveland, but just you know, with the Browns and the organization? Yeah, I, I found a place, you know, um, I'm comfortable. Uh, great tradition here, football environment, which I love, you know what I mean? Uh, I think this place suits me uh, really well, actually, you know, my personality and everything like that. So I'm just looking forward to the opportunity, you know, the opportunity. Um, and I'm, I've been getting a lot of opportunities in this camp, uh, and I understand that, you know, when you get those opportunities, you have to take full advantage of them because that's how you get more opportunities. And uh, that's what I've been trying to do. That's what I've done. Uh, and I'm just, I'm just going to try to uh, improve on that uh, when training camp comes. Can you explain what you mean when you say it? suits your personality? Why, why do you see that kind of fit? Yeah, um, no, I mean, it's just, uh, it's definitely slower, slower paced than uh, the place that I'm from, which is Miami, you know, it kind of reminds me of, you know, coming out of Miami as a 17-year-old, going to Tuscaloosa, Alabama, and everything was just a little bit slower, and all I had to do was focus on football, which is all I wanted to do. Like, I, I didn't put an emphasis on, like, having fun in college, although I did have fun. Uh, that wasn't what I was there for, and that's not what I'm here for, you know what I'm saying? I'm here to, you know, be a great player. I still want to accomplish a lot of things, um, and I feel like that I can do that here. Um, with, you know, this stage in your career, the experience you have in life and, and in, in the league, with the makeup of the room, are you taking on more of a leadership role than you ever had? Uh, yeah, of course. I mean, like I said before, I, leadership, a lot of leadership comes with experience and age, you know. Um, and it, and it becomes easier and easier over time because really, you know, from what I can see now, um, leadership is just experience. You know, it's, it's so easy to lead once you have that experience because everything that these young guys are going through, you either went through it or you saw somebody else who you was on the team with previously go through it and you saw how the outcome was. So you can just, hey, this is how this is going to happen. This is how that is going to happen. It's just easy. Um, so it's funny too sometimes because a lot of things that the young guys worry about, they really shouldn't be worrying about, but you can't really, you just have to let them go through it sometimes. But yeah, uh, it's, it's, it's been great. It's been a great opportunity for me to be able to lead those guys. And um, you know, I, I look forward to it. That's that's something I really look forward to doing. Coach, your trade here um, kind of happened early in the off season. Then there's been a whole lot of wide receiver news and contracts. and. What's kind of been your reaction as you've seen the movement across the league and some of the money that's been paid out to these guys? Yeah, I mean, that's just the business, you know what I'm saying? Um, you know, like I, like I said before, um, there's nobody, there's no player um, that's in the league now who was, on, who was in the league 25 years ago, you know what I'm saying? So at some point, it all comes to an end. At some point, um, you know, you move on, you play for different teams. Um, but really, I just focus on, you know, being where my feet are. You know, I'm focusing on the present. I'm focusing on uh, the opportunity that's at hand right now. And I think this is a tremendous opportunity right now uh, for me, for the Cleveland Browns. Um, I, think, well, I, I think I could do some really great things here, um, and I look forward to it. But some guys are driven by comparing themselves to other guys. You're not like that? You're kind of just internally motivated like that? Yeah, I don't really feel the, like other receivers. I don't really feel the need to compare myself to other receivers because I feel like everything that a receiver should embody, I think that I can do. You know, I can high point the ball and run great routes. I create separation. I can win at the line of scrimmage. I can win at the top of a route. 
everything that you need a wide receiver to do, I can do it. So there's no need to compare myself to another guy. I think I can do all those. I can check all those boxes perfectly fine. So I'm just, I'm just focusing on, you know, the details. You know, whatever box that I didn't check on a particular day of practice, for example, if I, like yesterday, I give you an example. Yesterday, uh, I, I had a double move. I high pointed the ball, but I didn't catch it. I did one thing right. I high pointed the ball, but I got to come down with it. And I know I can come down with it because, like I said, I feel like I can do any anything that a receiver is supposed to do. Um, and so I go back and I say, what what should I have done better? Which simply catch the ball, you know. But yeah, I, that's what I'm comparing myself to. What I did the previous day, I'm not really comparing myself to the other receiver. When you talk about checking boxes, and you've had a very productive career, but do you think there's a higher level to reach for you? Do you think you've you've reached the best version of yourself yet? Oh, no, definitely, definitely not. Um, but, you know, I look forward to doing that here. Um, I think the opportunity here is great. Um, and like I said, I've been given a lot of opportunity here throughout the course of the practices that we've had. Uh, and I just look to build on those opportunities. And hopefully, uh, as I continue to make plays, uh, when the games start rolling around, I get all those opportunities in the game to show that I, 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 I'm that guy, you know. So that, that's what I'm really looking forward to. Coach Stefanski was saying how, you know, he's seen you on getting you in the building and learning what you're all about in the classroom has been something that he's learned. Like, how much pride do you take in that part of your game and, and just being a student of it and, and how's that related to, you know, what you're able to do on the field with your route running and Everything else. Yeah, listen, I, I've been I've been blessed, you know, with a tremendous talent, you know, to play this game, to play this position. I, I love practicing. Like, I love running routes. That's what I love to do. And every opportunity I get to show off my route running, to show off me beating a defensive back, I look forward to it. Like, I'm always looking forward to practice. I'm always looking forward to the routes that I have on the script. And, and visualizing how I can get open so I can just show everybody who's watching on the sideline, all other receivers, all, all, all my other teammates, the coaches, you know, what I can do. So hopefully that answers your questions. But I, I, look, forward, I look forward to playing this game. I think the first day of uh, make it last one. Uh, first day of off-season program, I think it snowed. Now it's 90 degrees. Yeah. You're from South Florida. Where do you make up this weather? Yeah, it's, I mean, you know, I keep, keep hearing it's going to be cold, but it's hot. <laughs> but, no, I already know I already know what time it is as far as the weather. Um, yeah, it's just another thing. Look, listen, the best players, um, the best people, the most successful people uh, and players are the ones that are able to adapt the best. And I'm going to be able to adapt to any situation. I can play in any weather. I'm not really – that's not – that's the least of my concerns, really. All right, that was Amari Cooper at the podium at the conclusion of mandatory minicamp. Go ahead. Sad. So Amari Cooper, I know, not even my fault, the merit. Uh, Amari Cooper is a guy who is very quiet, but when you listen to him, you can tell that he is very much a leader. He understands, you know, what his role is here. But I was surprised to learn that if people were paying attention to the AWOC one, uh, he talks some trash on the field, which is not something that I would have expected from him from just kind of the way he carries himself. Yeah. And I certainly enjoyed getting to talk to him, but he's a quiet guy. He's about his business. He leads through example, uh, obviously in tremendous physical condition, but uh, I thought that was a funny little nugget from Maywalk in there that he's like, you know, we'll yeah. get Amari in there talking trash to us. And I was like, okay, all right. I yeah, like I that. like that. Yeah, yeah I, like I think it. you have to when you're as good as he's been his entire sure. career yeah. and, and as good as been his whole life. Uh, okay, so Barstool put this out. I'm, I'm going to run this by you guys with the U.S. Open going on right now at the Country Club. Um, so this is flawed, so I'm going to amend it because they blow it a little bit on this. 
you get one free round. Which coaster course are you choosing? So the, they have Augusta, Pebble Beach, Pine Valley, Pinehurst, Sawgrass, Shinnecock, St. Andrews, the U.S. Open, and Wailea. So the problem with this is this is a, an this, they get this so wrong. You cannot have Augusta and Pine Valley and Shinnecock in there because those you can't get on. Like Shinnecock, you might be able to get on. You can't get on Pine Valley and Augusta. Those are impossible to get on. I know on. people, though, who have played Pine Valley. I do, too. More, I do. Way more than Augusta. The only people I know who have played Augusta are famous people. Yes. That's it. I don't know anybody who's not famous who's played Augusta. I do know people who have played Pine Valley. Same. But it's hard. I mean, it's like Seminole, Cypress. Like, those are the hardest ones to, me, though, to they, get on. It been so a, those shouldn't be on here. It should have been Augusta or Cypress. Or are you just, just do those. Just do those. Just do the impossible. You yes. can't, like... Pebbles Pebble. public. Pinehurst Sawgr- is Pebble. Sawgrass is Sawgrass public. Loves Sawgrass. Has no business being in this conversation. Sawgrass. I don't love it. It, it is fine. There's one hole. The th- final three are excellent. Eighteen's a, a full 16's day. Sixteen's great too. The part yeah. five before the part three. But it's like, come on. No, like it's, the rest of it's whatever. It's completely average. Totally. Um, to me, like this would be St. Andrews would be the choice here. Now I know you've played that twice. Yeah. And so that would probably be epic. mine. And then Pebble. But, like, you can play all those. You could play St. Andrews. You can play Pebble. You can play Piners. Yes. So this is a flawed list. Yeah, it's awful. Because there's some you can and some you can't play. So it's no yeah. good. Yeah. What would? What do you think? What What is your handicap now? You're like a three? No. Two, three? Right now, I'm, yeah, I'm a one. You're a one. Okay. Yeah. You're a one. I was so, a plus one a couple of weeks ago, but being a one is way more fun. All right. So you're a one. What, would, what do you think you would shoot at the country club with a U.S. Open setup? Right now, today, right now, yeah, I would be thrilled to to be eighty five or better. Okay, that's what I that's what I was thinking. So, like, you think so? You like fifteen shots? I mean, it's it's hard. Like, if I if you're saying I just walked on there and I hadn't played it, like after a practice round, I do think I'd be able to get like. I think I'd like like to think that if I'm playing well and striking the ball well, that I could get around. You know, what are these guys? 90, if, if you're a one, what I, are they? Plus sixes, probably. Okay. You know, I'd like to think that I could get around at like, like an eighty-one. If it's a par seventy-two, like an eighty-one, I feel like it would be a really, really good score. And then if, if I play great, I have a chance to get into the highest of seventies. And if I play bad, I could be nine. I could be in the nineties, easy. Yeah. So I thought a ten handicap at the country club on a U.S. Open setup doesn't break would 100. be like a hundred and ten. Doesn't break hundred. Yeah. No, 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 no chance they break a hundred. I thought no. it, I thought they'd be like one ten or one fifteen. Yes. On a ten handicap at, a, at on a U.S. Open setup. A little tough break from the golf gods for Phil right there. Big three-quarter lip out. He's now pleased. Sad. Yeah, I don't blame him. All right. Yeah. So much more to come. You listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. We have news. There was so much more to come. Yeah, it's never just a joke. Uh, 
2022 Cleveland Browns training camp will feature 11 free open practices for fans at the Cross Country Mortgage Campus in Berea. All of the sessions available to fans beginning on Saturday, Saturday, July 30th, will start at approximately 2 p.m. with gates opening an hour beforehand. Uh, training camp is an incredible time of year for our team and our fans through the heightened excitement and anticipation of the upcoming season. Our fans are eager for the season to start, and we're eager to host them at the Cross Country Mortgage Campus and Senior Vice President of Marketing and Media, Brent Rossi. The Browns will debut a new training camp layout this year that enhances the team's longstanding commitment to offering Brown season ticket members and fans an immersive, engaging experience at all open practices. In addition to increasing interactive activations on-site, the team now has the opportunity to create unique hospitality spaces, including viewing areas specifically dedicated to season ticket members following the acquisition of the properties adjacent to the Cross Country Mortgage Campus in Berea. Tickets will be available to the public on Thursday, June the 23rd. That's next Thursday. Brown season ticket members once again receive a special 48-hour window to reserve their tickets to training camp practices starting on Tuesday the 21st. Each account can register for up to four tickets to an individual session. Similar to past training camps and home games at First Energy Stadium, print tickets will not be available this year, so download the Browns mobile app. Browns Live Training Camp will also return in 2022. Oh, boy. So get ready for that. We've got a lot coming your way. So, again, it starts on Saturday, July the 30th. There you go. Next level's coming up next. Cleveland Browns Daily, 850 ESPN Cleveland. You've been listening to Cleveland Browns Daily, a production of the Cleveland Browns and ESPN 850 WKNR.